0: Hi there, and welcome to Inside Intercom. I'm Liam Garrity. Today, we're looking at some more of Intercom's product principles, which of course means I'm joined by Intercom brand editor, Neve O'Connor. Hey, Neve. Hey, Liam. So far in this occasional series, we've been exploring all of the beliefs that shape what and how we build, as told by the people who use them, the R&D team. So who are we hearing from today? Well, a little bit later, we're going to hear from Aidan Lynch, a principal product engineer who will be telling us how to build in small steps to deliver maximum customer value. But right now, we're going over to Intercom Group Engineering Manager, Levent Ali, to hear about shaping the solution to maximize customer value.
1: At Intercom, we believe that clear guiding principles are the best foundation for building product and keeping teams aligned. Our engineering principle, shape the solution, allows us to deliver better customer value and maintain a team of highly engaged, aligned and motivated individuals. Shaping the solution means that we never blindly execute on requirements defined by others. We deeply understand the value of our work and help design solutions which efficiently deliver that value. In a lot of companies, the product development process is based around negotiation. A product owner business analyst or product manager whatever the title is articulates the customer's requirements and passes them on to the engineering team the engineers then provide feedback generally in the form of pushback and the parties negotiate towards consensus not only does this guarantee that by design only one person is empathetic towards the customer's needs but it's the opposite of a culture of collaboration a truly high-performing self-organizing team would never organize itself into silos in this way. At Intercom, our engineering team values mark out the qualities that we think make for great engineers, engineers that shape the solution from beginning to end, truly care about what they're working on, want to say in the outcomes they work towards, understand the role collaboration plays in building great products. At Intercom, engineers aim to deliver impact and value. Shaping the solution means playing a crucial role in addressing our customers' problems and making sure we're involved every step of the way. Engineers offer an important perspective, not just on the technical side of a product, but on the cost of the team and the business. So we involve ourselves early in the design process. We clearly communicate the costs of a feature to non-technical stakeholders, and constructively push back against features where the cost and value are misaligned. Costs encompass everything from development effort to increased system complexity, operational costs, and maintenance effort. We help product and design make informed trade-offs so we can all deliver meaningful value in the most cost-efficient way possible. Great engineers understand that collaboration is key to a great product. Shaping the solution means that engineers don't work in silos. They collaborate with colleagues across product and design teams to see their work through and share perspectives on what the solution should look like. This has a range of benefits. Problems are viewed from a variety of perspectives, making every solution more three-dimensional and ensuring we don't miss any key elements that might improve the outcome for the customer and the business. It also means that engineers learn to think like designers and product managers and vice versa. This makes for smoother processes, more effective dynamics, and ultimately much better products. Each discipline starts asking similar questions and caring about the same outcomes, leading to a culture of ownership and zero blame. No one ever says, it's not my job. Occasionally, engineers on my teams have stepped into the roles of product manager or product designer if we've been bottlenecked on the throughput of the single PM or single designer on a team to great success. It adds an extra dimension to their role and is an incredible way to grow as an engineer. It also means we can grow our organization quicker. I expect my tenured engineers to be just as involved and capable of onboarding product managers and designers as they are their engineering peers. When we began planning for our inbound custom bots project, the best solution design on offer was not the best overall solution. It would have been too expensive and time consuming to build. If we had gone ahead with the original designs, we would have had to shelve the entire project as it wouldn't have been worth it. Engineers worked closely with designers to come up with a new pattern that would serve our customers well and bypass technical constraints, sending a quicker solution to market. The system's technical architecture dictated the visual design of the product, which was best accomplished by our designer and engineer sitting in Figma and drawing it together. Figma is the design tool we use, by the way. This eliminated any back and forth and ensured everyone involved in the project had a complete understanding of the end-to-end problem and solution. There was no way a designer working alone would have come up with usable work unless they had the same level of context as an engineer. Great engineers want to have a say in what they work on. Every member of the team should deeply understand how their customers use the product and what problems they need to solve. They should feel empowered to take on their customers' problems and develop opinions on how to solve them. Good early decisions save time and increase the value delivered. We work with our design and product partners to deliver just the right amount of scope to balance the highest value with the lowest effort, factoring in time estimates, operational costs, and impact on the wider ecosystem. We assess risks and use our judgment to decide whether to increase or reduce system complexity. Allowing engineers the freedom to take ownership of solutions and see them through to the end, builds a better work environment and encourages engineers to grow and learn. Working this way ultimately means we solve our customers' problems faster. Another example would be our work within the Custom Bots project. We noticed that our customers were building complex bots that were hard to iterate on and manage, and we wanted a way to reduce this complexity. At the time, our designer was fully committed to a different product launch. So one of our engineers stepped in to prototype several design solutions instead of waiting for the designer to take the lead. Once the solution options were documented, along with associated trade-offs, the designer was able to pair with the engineer to make a decision and iterate on the details and make it look good. The team managed to complete and ship a great solution while massively reducing the time to value. It is this level of ownership and involvement that sets our approach apart. Shaping the solution brings so many benefits for our engineers, product teams, and ultimately, our customers.
0: That was Group Engineering Manager Levent Ali. Next up, Aidan Lynch, one of our principal product engineers on how to build in small steps to deliver maximum customer value.
2: At Intercom, we deliver complex changes in a series of small, controlled, and easy to understand steps. Small changes are easier to build and faster to review, enabling us to deliver value to customers more quickly. No one gets it right all the time. Mistakes happen in every team in every company in the world. And once you accept that you're not going to get it right all the time, you can adjust in one of two ways. You can either try to correct mistakes before you ship them, taking steps to validate and check your work, or you can allow yourself the room to be wrong, learn from mistakes, and adjust quickly to correct it. Now, if you've already sunk weeks into a change, there's often less room to be wrong. And this can lead you to rely on more validation to avoid surprises when you ship your change. Now, validation has its place, but it's a poor substitute for deploying something for real. And the more validation you need to carry out before shipping, the longer it takes before you can iterate and move on to the next feature, and it ultimately slows you down. When shipping a change, we aim to control three things. The number of variables affected, And the more variables affected in each change, the more difficult it is to figure out which part of that change caused the problem. So by shrinking down the size of each step, we tighten the feedback loop and set ourselves up to learn and adjust much faster if we need to. Next, we control the size of the change. And by shrinking the size of our change, we reduce the blast radius of each change. It's important to test changes, but there's only so much that upfront validation will catch. Smaller changes let us focus our attention on incrementally reaching our goal and not get too caught up in ensuring each change is perfect. Lastly, we control which customers experience the change. We rely on feature flags to validate changes in production and incrementally release them to customers. We don't know for certain whether the feature will solve the customer's problem until they have it in their hands. And so this commitment to shipping small iterations quickly ties into another intercom principle, ship to learn. Building within complex systems is challenging. When bugs crop up in large changes or bloated features miss their mark, it's hard to pinpoint the specific issue. Small steps make it easier to validate, change, and move on, confident you're building on solid ground. Large changes include lots of assumptions. There are external assumptions, about how your change will impact your customers' workflows. And there are internal assumptions about how different parts of your change will interact and depend on one another. While you can do your best to check external assumptions, it's often faster and more robust to ship your change and validate or adjust. Internal assumptions are where complexity can really creep in. When your change gets large enough to encompass several building blocks that all depend on one another, testing them together can be risky. It's much safer to release these incrementally, building one on top of the other and monitoring the impact as you go. Speed is great, but durable, reliable speed is game-changing. Shipping a large change means there's a lot more riding on it being successful and higher risk of surprises compared with a series of small, quick iterations. In a tight cycle of shipping small changes, learning and iterating, builds strong momentum it eliminates the need to be right first time and it encourages faster decision making and reduces the blast radius of mistakes moreover breaking work into smaller units means engineers can progress work in parallel allowing the team to move faster as a whole building in small steps requires the right team culture building in small steps doesn't happen by accident it takes deliberate intent and the right environment Our team culture and infrastructure stack play a critical role in our ability to ship small changes quickly. Once teams buy into the importance of shipping small changes quickly, peer reviews are prioritized and completed faster. And since small changes are easier to understand and review, there's more chance that bugs will be caught at each stage. This team understanding and urgency speeds up the entire process. When deployment times slow down, engineers are more inclined to batch changes, resulting in a cycle of larger changes. We've invested significantly in ensuring that once a change is reviewed and merged to master, it takes less than 15 minutes to hit production, including the automated testing and staging validation that happens. It's completely hands-off, and engineers get a Slack notification once the change is live. Applying the build-in-small-steps principle to Intercom's Salesforce integration. Last year, we looked to integrate Intercom more deeply with Salesforce, allowing customers to automatically create Salesforce cases from Intercom conversations. We quickly understood the complexity. Conversations and cases don't always map straightforwardly, and syncing data across a many-to-many relationship would be challenging from both an engineering and design perspective. Added to this, There was a wide variance in how customers wanted to use this feature and it needed to fit within the existing integration, which customers depend heavily on. After working through the many implications and design trade-offs, we parked the project in favor of something we felt would deliver more reliable impact. We almost didn't build it because we approached it as a large change instead of a series of small steps. We revisited the project with a different approach. It didn't take long before our sales team came back to highlight just how important this feature was to our customers, and we decided to give it another look. This time, we took a different approach, starting with the smallest possible version and sidestepping some of the complexity until we could learn what customers really needed. In two weeks, another engineer and I built the most basic version of this feature that we could share with our customers. We did this in many small steps, ensuring we didn't break any of the existing workflows that customers were already using, this made the feature far more tangible and customers were able to give specific feedback about the product gaps and improvements. Once customers were using it, the team iterated in small steps, quickly making the feature more flexible. And as the flexibility grew, so did the number of customers using it, and we rapidly expanded the beta. It turned out that the many-to-many relationship didn't block customers from using the feature, and we successfully launched it safely without this extra complexity something we only discovered by starting small and iterating quickly. The customers we worked with really valued the pace at which the team iterated and how the feature evolved on a day-to-day basis, guided by their feedback. We build in small steps primarily because it helps us deliver customer value faster in a safer and more durable way. But as well as that, as an engineer, it's just a nicer way to work. It's far less stressful than shipping big changes where there's a lot riding and you being right first time. And you get that regular dopamine hit each time you ship what you're working on to production. So if nothing in this podcast convinces you to optimise for risk reduction and delivering incremental value, you
0: should do it because it's just more fun. That was Aidan Lynch. And if you want to read back on any of the principles explored today or in previous episodes, they're all on our blog, right? Exactly. This is an ongoing series about our product principles, and you can read them in full on our blog, where they also have diagrams and illustrations. You'll find a link in the show notes. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Neve. Well, that's about all the time we have for today, but do join us next week for more Inside Intercom.